Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. How you doing, Dad? I'm doing well, thank you. Good. Busy day today, very busy day today, so uh, I'm a little bit rushed, but uh, it's nice to sit down, <laughs> actually. I've been walking around all, all day. Anyway, enough of that. Good. Good. Excellent. Well, I've got to start the episode by thanking one of our listeners and members, uh, Lynn, because Lynn sent our girl, little girl, a a little gift from all the way from Australia. Good Lord. How would nice. you like to see it? I would very much so. Okay. Let me show you. Let me do this right. Oh, lovely. <laughs> It's a koala bear. Oh, it's, they're not bears, remember? They're not bears. They're not koalas. Well, we I'm... made that mistake. They're lovely, aren't they? So I took a picture of of, um, of Elowin with this this morning, so I've sent it over to Lynn oh, that's and nice. said thank you. But I thought I'd show it to camera. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Lynn, for sending that. If you're listening to the podcast, it's a koala with Australia, uh, an Australian T-shirt on it. So it's really, really cute. Uh, she loves it. Um, but yes, do you remember back in the day, this was right when we first started, that we, that you did a koala picture. It was a mother and baby koala, really popular. People are still completing yes, that project. Yes, yes. Um, but we made the mistake of calling it koala bears and we just got so many comments <laughs> from people over in Australia and people that were more educated than us in general uh, about it and saying they're not bears, they're koalas. So, well, I think I think that's a common uh, mistake we could make, and, and unjustifiably so, because they do look a, a bit like a bear, don't they? And they're cuddly like a bear. So, I think it's a, an understandable um, error <laughs> on our part. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that have done the same thing. Um, but anyone else that's listening, there you mm -hmm. go. It's a bit of a tip for you. They're not bears. Um, so, yeah, anyway, it's it's lovely. And, um, yeah, she's doing really well. And um, we came down to see you guys yesterday. So absolutely. It's been a, made out a little of, while. I'll tell you, because she, she's absolutely beautiful. And, um, and it was nice seeing you. We had a... Day was good for us too. We had a, a walk, didn't we, by the you know, on the promenade and soaked up some of the sun. It's a very nice day actually, uh, all round. Yeah, it was lovely. Yeah, she's she's doing great. Um, nearly five months old um, very soon, and so yeah, she's changing and and learning new things and, and just laughing and joking and oh, it's just it's brilliant it becomes more and more rewarding as time goes on being a parent it's just fantastic when it gets better steve i tell you oh, i can't when wait teenage years and then things start to change a bit but, <laughs> you know, to be honest all of ours you and vicky and, and the other two we didn't have any problems so we're very very lucky we feel and uh, and i'm sure it's going to be the same with um, with your children as well and all our grandchildren yeah oh lovely um 
So that's me. Let's talk about you, Dad. You were working on the cat. You showed us, teased us the, the photo that you were working on of the cat. And you've finished the picture this week. Mm-hmm. I was very pleased with it, actually. It, it, it came up um, even better than I thought it would. I was a bit concerned about the background, and I show that on the video. What do I do about it? And it's nice for people to take the journey with me um, when I've not worked it out completely and they can see the um, original photograph and then see the original and i changed my mind a couple of times i was going to put a skirting board in then i didn't and in the end i, I it actually came up very very well and uh, all my um, chat i think it was it last week or the week before when i was talking about when you put feet in it's the same as when you put tails or bottoms in You've still got to do something with that. You can't just uh, have it floating. And, uh, but I did manage to get a bit of shadow underneath and uh, on the side. And uh, that was enough because it did look um, fantastic. And I, I can't think of any better way of doing it than the way I've actually ended up doing it. So I was very pleased with it. And the eyes on that cat are stunning, aren't they? Mm-hmm. That's what it's... It's interesting because this cat, um, there's, uh, it's sort of similar to the Australian Shepherd that you did in that the colours of the background are very similar to the colours in the animal. Um, and, and yet you still get this pop because it's a white cat um, or very light grey cat. Um, so it's another, it's another interesting one. You'd think the background would blend more, but it still doesn't. You know, you've still created that dimension with the the, the distance and the foreground, um, and sort of the ambiguity of what the background is and where the location is, in order to still make the cat the centre of attention. Absolutely. Well, this is the whole idea of it, really. You, you wonder any all the animals I do, I try to make those the pivotal part of the picture. You know, and the background can be a support act. I've said that so many times. And if you try to put too much detail in the background, it, it takes away from the uh, image you're trying to portray. All the great artists did the same thing. You know, when they would do, if you look at the portrait, if you go to National Portrait Gallery in London, it's filled with beautiful portraits, all nondescript backgrounds, or most of them. Some, some do um, put detail in, but Generally, it's a nondescript background. It's the way you present it. And of course, it enhances the character because that's what you're looking for. You're just looking at the animal or you're looking at the portrait of the person. And that's what has to come across. So uh, I, I follow that uh, religiously. And the same with my, my latest one, which you haven't seen yet. Uh, I'm doing the same thing with that. And that you can see there is a background on it, but it's a bit foggy. So what I've got to do there would be quite the same. This one uh, is going to have um, you know a little bit of colour in it. Uh, so uh, that's another one. But yes, I was very pleased with the animal. It's, um, it's, but it's not as easy as you think. I mean, people look at that and think, "Oh, I've only got the only got the head, put the eyes in, the nose, and I've got it." You know, but yeah, it's not as easy as that. When you've got the back of the animal, and you've got to get um you've got to get the right tones you've got to get the right uh, um, shadowing 
not a lot of shadow in it, but what there is is vitally important. And uh, but they'll see all that on the uh, on the video as I do take time uh, in explaining it to people. But and you think really uh, there's there's more back there's, than there is a head, at least twice as much, and you think that's not going to work, but it does. Hmm. It's interesting creating that three dimensional, but from the back um, of the animal, and then still making it look like the mm. head is f like further back. You, you know what I mean? Like the the back is you've got the foreground, the middle ground, and the head is almost the middle ground, um, and still creating that dimension. It doesn't look flat. It still doesn't look flat with the head turning and facing you. Absolutely. Well, usually, if you're looking at photographic reference, the, photo the photographer would have um, taken all that into account. And uh, the, the, the picture itself would give you all the clues to that. And so you've just got to follow that. You can't, you can't try to make it up. You can't think, oh, well, I won't do that. I'll do this. And you're in, you're in Queer Street if you do that. You've got to follow the original photographer's uh, angle and and uh, uh, composition really if you're going to succeed you can make announces in, in color sometimes and and in this case the background I did a bit of um, compromise with it you can do that but you've still got to keep within that um, uh, you know photographer's eye view of it uh, because you know I mean most of the pictures that I actually select are either very good amateur pictures or professional ones. So, uh, and, and I, I, I'm very fussy about that. And people know that, um, generally speaking, the, the poses that I have and I, I follow are um, good poses. I don't have anybody looking up or looking down or also, it's always it's always a, a pose that is uh, attractive and that's what you've got to do with a, with an animal picture and uh, it's not always easy if you're doing your own pictures and I've done a lot of uh, pictures that I've taken myself and usually if I was doing it I would take a, a whole ream of pictures I used to say a whole roll of film it don't work like that anymore but it did when I started out I used to take at least a couple of dozen pictures of the particular animal if it was a commission, because you never know, it would just be that one picture that actually works. The rest of them don't. So, and that's the same with professional photographers. They do the same thing. They take a lot of pictures and then select the one that they feel is uh, best representing the, uh, the image. Hmm. Yeah. Was, there, was, was there a lot of colors in this one it does it doesn't look like there's many but what how many did you use do you know roughly you, was there a lot oh i'm guessing uh, I, i'd be guessing i would say there's probably about 15 on the in the animal 15 pencils there's quite some... a lot actually then isn't it for for the tones that you see f mm. from the beginning of just glancing at it mm. Well, <clears throat> again, a rule of thumb of mine is to use the least pencils you can get away with. It's so easy to keep 
getting another one out and trying that, getting another one out and trying that, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and it all goes wrong if you do that. You've got to, you've got to start with a basic idea of what you want and then work within that basic idea. You know, if it's a, um, a black and white cat, then you're working on the blacks and the whites and then you look on the greys and then you, you look on the tones that go into the greys, like pinks or um, ochres, depending. And uh, so you, you, you start off with the, the, the basic uh, idea. In this case, it's a black and white or grey, black, white and grey, I suppose. But there's a lot of other colours that I put in as well. But they've all got to, they've all got to be complementary to it. It's not an easy thing to do, but it's a fascinating way. Um, I, I, I spend quite a lot of time actually working out pencils when I first start off. But I do mm. always do it that way. I start off with the basic ones, get the, the, the ones that I know and um, have used many times before, usually with Faber-Castell, because I'm a little bit more confident with Faber-Castell having used them for so long. And then from then I go through the other three makes that I do and, and pick out ones that are complementary. Sometimes I replace one with another, you know, I place a, a Faber one with a, a, a Carbothello or, or, or a Caron Dash. But generally speaking, I start off with, with Faber still working on the, um, the, the basic base colours. Is um, the reason why you don't keep reaching for pencils because you're more likely to throw off the you you more you, it's tr it's trickier to find yeah, what am I trying to say? You're trying to overcomplicate it if you take more and more colours and you you increase your chances of yes. not being complementary to the tones. Absolutely, and and I and it's kind of a natural thing for me. I d I don't know where I, where it came from, no idea. But when I first started, uh, I really started that way too. I didn't, um, and, and as you know, I, I wasn't taught, there was nobody taught me anything, but I think I had a natural eye for color anyway, and tone. And uh, I found that I've never really made a gigantic error. I shouldn't say that, I've you know, still got time left for that to happen. But I've always found that the, the colours that I've chosen and the colours, complementary colours I've chosen, have always fitted in. I think it, when I say it's natural, I think it's instinctive, Steve. And uh, this is what I'd love to, and I think it's it's happening now with um, because we're seeing a lot of people, a lot of our members, uh, doing their own thing. And when they're doing their own thing, they haven't got any guidance from me there. I mean, I might, they might look at a similar something similar that I've done, uh, which I think is the right thing to do. Uh, but they it gradually they do get the idea. This is why I think it's important when people start out that they follow the lessons that we give them. Uh, so it, it familiarizes them then with the, um, the way I apply color and choose colors and so on. And then there's gonna come a time when they've got to branch out on their own. And it's a bit scary, but uh, with a little bit of um, information that I give them, uh, I'm sure that they, and we know that they do do very, very well. So, uh, it's, it's, as I say, it's, fascin it's a fascinating thing, colour. Mm.
It's not quite so difficult, I don't think, when you're using the pencils. It's when you're using, when you have to mix colours, you know, like oil or acrylic or watercolour particularly, that's when it gets tricky because you've got to find colours to mix in with other colours or base colours and so on. But with pastel pencils, you, you kind of got an instant colour. you just got to put it on. And I don't object at all to people, and I think I recommend people to use uh, spare paper. I do occasionally, as you know. If, I, if I'm not really sure, I get a piece of spare paper and, and try the colours on that before I apply them on the uh, picture. But I've got to say that's quite a rare thing. Usually I go straight into the, the colour. Um, there you go. Amazing. Amazing. Really interesting. Thanks, Dad, for talking about that. Um, let's uh, show everyone tell everyone that are listening um to the podcast what your next subject is i know you've got a photo there that you're going to surprise me with are you ready for this one uh, i've got to get it into the camera can you see it oh goodness yeah wow that's is that that's a bulldog right it is it's a british bulldog british and bulldog. i've been looking for one of them for a long time I've done a box, as you know, I've got a couple of boxes, I think. And when I was doing them, I thought, I've really got to do a bulldog. This is way back. This is going back cool, 20 years or so now. And I was thinking, oh, I'd be love to have a bulldog. And I've waited all this time, and I found that one on Pixabay. As soon as I saw it, I got my bulldog. And uh, I've, I've just started it, actually, and it's coming up really well. Difficult? hard yes you know when you've got that face that's been pushed in you know um, show us again show us again i want to have another look at it sure. wow it's a beauty isn't it but look at the background you know i was talking about background i, mm. I think it's interesting for people now to look at that and think what would i do because i haven't done it yet so I'm doing this background once I finish the animal. So people have got an idea, what, what, would, what would I do if this was my picture? Interesting. Mm. Let so, us know what, if people are watching this online, let us know what you would do in the background, in the comments. It'd be really yes. interesting to read yes. some of those back what and see first. what you do. And, uh, but, uh, and I don't really know yet what I'm going to do. This is the lovely thing about it. And so once again, people will take the journey with me. I mean, I've got an idea. I know that I'm going to be using the greens that are in there and the greys that are in there. But how I'm going to put it together, I'm not sure yet. But again, the same criteria applies. Um, the bulldog has got to stand away. You've got to have the light and the dark. You know, where there's a dark area, it's got to have light against it. And, and when you've got light, you've got to have dark against it. All of those things have got to be taken into account and weaved into the... Um, whole uh, background it's got to make sense hmm. but i love that i mean I, I really love doing that when i get to that background i'm in my element i bet i bet i bet well we've seen um, a lot of your backgrounds people would have seen similar kind of woody greeny foresty backgrounds on a lot of your pictures hmm. so i'm betting you do something like that you keep it greeny 
a um, little bit of uh, impressionistic foliage oh, sure. uh, in the We'll see. We'll see how it turns out. But I, I think actually we've had a few requests over the years for bulldogs. I, I seem to remember. Um, I remember somebody. Yes, I remember somebody saying, "Why can't you do a bulldog?" I can do a bulldog if I got the right um, picture. But it's it's worth waiting. That was worth waiting for. Mm. You know, because when you yeah. get something like that and it hits you, um, you think, "Oh, that is good." Because first of all, I want to do it. I can't say that um, I'm a great lover of them, you know, I've seen a few around and I, I wouldn't necessarily go up and pet one, I think I have my hand off. It, it looks as though it would have your hand off, you know, so I wouldn't pet it, but I'm looking at it from a different point of view and looking from an artistic point of view and the, uh, the degree of difficulty on something like that uh, is quite exciting. Mm. There are a lot of dog breeds that I think have that reputation of, or they look like they, and they are the gentlest of animals, yeah, but they, they don't necessarily look it, <laughs> but they are the most lovely and yeah. gentlest. No, I, I've, I've, I've read that and heard that uh, they are. Uh, it's just that it, you, I think people would, would be a little bit hesitant, but um, I'm sure it's absolutely beautiful and uh, they are uh, lovely animals. They just look angry, don't they? They look angry. <laughs> look a bit grumpy. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Oh, I look forward to seeing that. Well, um, next week, as we've shown the cat picture this week, uh, hopefully next week we'll have that bulldog picture to, to show you, uh, yes. to show everyone. And if you are listening on uh, a podcast app, then you can always visit our website, colinbradleyart.com, if you want to see the pictures um uh of the the pictures that we've been talking about or if you want to watch the video version of this podcast then obviously check us out there excellent thank you dad this has been really interesting i hope people have found it really interesting i loved what you were saying about color and all of that advice that you gave there and your experience with that um so hopefully that's useful to people um and we will check back in next week i've got to shoot off because uh, Elowin has got a swimming lesson very soon. Well, you sent a couple of videos to us and she looks absolutely... I loved it when she went under. <laughs> my heart was in my mouth. No, no. And she came up. <laughs> you know. they're, they're so good. It's so... It's okay. She's been going for about a month now and um, they're so good with them. They, they really train them to learn that the water's coming and to expect it so that they can hold their breath. Um, and yeah, she went, she went, they took her just gently yeah. under the water and out again, and she was absolutely fine. It was brilliant. It, she Is loved it. She absolutely loves swimming. Good. Oh, that's lovely. That's wonderful. I wish I was there with you. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe one day, maybe one day <laughs> you'll come along and get to watch. Um, um, but yeah, so I've got to shoot. But um, thank you, everyone, for watching and listening. Uh, that's it for this week. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week.